All right, welcome to episode two of the Incredible Halt podcast. On this episode, we stop by one of my favorite Grand Rapids holes in the wall, or hole in the wall? Hole in the wall. Hole in the wall spots in Grand Rapids, and sit down and talk with Mike Aguilar about how a class clown becomes a radio night jock, and maybe what's the next phase in his career. We'll check it out next. It's episode two of the Incredible Halt podcast. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Always on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Halt. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. All right, so we are at um, episode two of the Incredible Halt podcast. With me is my dear friend, Mike Aguilar. You may know him as the Mike at night. Yes, I know that there are other Mikes at night, but he is the Mike at night. <laughs> but we're at Cousin Stacy Chicken um, because, as I said in the first episode, what I'm trying to do is talk to interesting people at places that they love. And what people might not know about this place that you do is that every shady off the book sort of radio thing that we've ever done has happened in this restaurant like if we were trying to steal somebody from a competitor (laughs) if we were planning something to fit like all of that stuff happens in this place so it's and i haven't i don't even know the last time i was here you know um it was a meeting we had a meeting (laughs) i don't remember what the meeting was about (laughs) it was one of those kind of no i don't remember but we were showing somebody the place and I, i was swearing by it but it was one of those meetings. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's always been one of those meetings. This has been one of those secret places that we've just, you know, the amount of people in radio that I've talked to here about things I probably shouldn't talk about in radio is is a lot. So I have very fond memories of this place. The chicken is just as delicious as I... What did you order? Uh, I always go with... This is my favorite. It's the, the wing and thigh. Standard, just standard, but... It's just enough because I don't like to go with the two thighs. Two thighs too much. Well, they only gave me two because they said that the. This is my favorite part of the, about this place. They said the leg was too small, so they gave me two thighs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Um, nine times out of ten, they will give you extra. Mm-hmm. The, and I, I don't know if they think they're shorting you because this is plenty. Like this uh, is yes, way too much. Nobody needs to eat more than that. So I, I, let's get down to brass tacks and um, go get whatever you need. Yeah, go do your thing. He's going up to get forks and whatnot. And if you're just joining, like one of the things that I'm trying to do with this podcast, unlike the other podcasts, is do them out in the wild as other things are happening to kind of challenge my ability to capture audio. So that's sort of what we're doing here in a restaurant at night, eating fried chicken at Cousin's Tasty Chicken. Cranch was developed. Here was? Yes. I used so to tell l- people what cranch is. I mean, I'm sure they can figure it out. but It is a combination of ketchup and ranch. So did they figure out the measurement? Is that how you figured out the measurement? Because it looks like it's one part ketchup to two part ranch. Um, there is no scientific measurement to it. It's however it works that day. Because you can't, it doesn't, I don't know if it's the consistency of the two, but they don't necessarily blend well together. <laughs> it's like oil and water. So, so like, I usually go with the... The, the ketchup goes first? Yeah. Got ketchup it. So goes he's, putting the, he's putting the ketchup into the ranch. <laughs> What happened, how this happened, is I used to live around the corner in the even sketchier back, area. Back when you were 300 pounds, because that's <laughs> what I would be if I lived around the corner from here. Yes. And it was, wa- yeah, walking distance, which I didn't, who am I kidding? I didn't walk here. <laughs> I couldn't walk back from here. 
Um, I skateboarded. <laughs> and and I don't remember. It was it was in my drinking days. So I was. I, it, this was the, the best hangover food. The best. <laughs> like Sundays. Like this was the spot. And it was an accident. I think I put. Because I don't ever put it. Are you in the literally bed- going to tell me it's the Reese's peanut butter cup? Is that what you're going to tell me right now? What do you mean? Is that how that like, happened? Well, you know the, the old commercial where like some dude had a chocolate bar, huh. some guy had a peanut butter peanut butter bucket, and they bumped into each other. And ah, right? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I poured it into the little <laughs> basket, which I don't ever do anymore because it's so. I'm real weird about this, but it soaks into the fries. And you I, need don't, your, I don't want to eat, eat them those. crispy. Yeah, I need them. Yeah, so I uh, accidentally did it, and I went, "This is delightful." And then started pouring them in the cups. Cranch. And we got cranch. Yeah. All right. The other really <laughs> important question until we kind of get into what we're doing here today is, have you finished Uncharted 4 yet? No. I'm really far, though. <laughs> I am really far. I, that, the, my favorite game. My favorite game. It has always been the thing. Well, there's now currently two things. It's always been the thing driving me to buy one of these machines because the Uncharted series has been... I've played the first two, mm-hmm. and they are far and away the best like action puzzle game. Yep. Better than, I mean, any Tomb Raider, any of that stuff. It's just... It's, it's first in class, and so this one looks super cool. The other thing is, um, have you seen No Man's Sky yet? Mm-mm. So it's a, a PC and PlayStation only, and... The idea is that the the world is infinite. So when you land on a planet, the planet is essentially the size of planet Earth. Okay. And your character is the size of you. So at any given moment, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of players on the on the world that you're on that you'll never see because it's so big. What? Yeah. So it's it's not for Xbox. It's going to be at least yet yeah, PlayStation Four and PC. You should check it out. It's yeah. super cool. So when you're done with um, Uncharted. You should jump into that one. Okay, but the real reason I, you know, I, I wanted to sit down and I wanted to talk to you is kind of... I wanted to talk a little bit about... Earlier this year, you got to come to my mass... Well, my intro to communication class. Yep. And you got to unpack a little bit of, of your history in radio. Like, how you got to where you got and what you did to get to where you are today doing nights at WSNX, which mm-hmm. is something that you've wanted to do... Forever, mm-hmm. right? So, take me back to your childhood. Okay. Like, let's go way, way back. Way, way back. Okay. Right. So, what's your what's your childhood like? Like, how do you develop into Mike at night? Like, what what's that journey? Um. Well, I was born in Grand Rapids, um, and lived in a a sketchy area with my mom and, and stepdad. Um. We lived there till I was in about fifth grade, which is a weird, weird age to transfer to like transfer schools. I know people travel and, and, and there's people move like army families move all the time, and that's got to be way more difficult. But this was not. This was at a weird point in my like it was an awkward stage, and I probably either should have stayed in Grand Rapids, <laughs> right, right. Probably should have stayed in Grand Rapids or or moved to Belding earlier. But the. And I, I don't know how they, how prevalent they are now, but gangs were starting to become a thing in the area, and, and especially in the area that I was in. And um, so my mom decided we needed to we needed to move. Did so something happen or no? No, 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 no. There was just um, we'd start to see the, the air. You know, you can feel the neighborhood getting sure. changing, 
it was changing and it wasn't good. And I've actually ran into a, a friend that I grew up with, best friend, who lived right across the street from me. He, side story, he, I saw him at a Gus Macker. He gives me his number. He's like, oh, let's connect sometime. The next time he calls me, it's because he's running from the cops and wants a place to hide. And wow. I deleted him. Yeah, so my mom made the right choice, ultimately. <laughs> so I moved to this small, small town, uh, Belding, where I am the new kid. Which is an exciting thing. I, I didn't really. I was really shy then, but um, it was a really exciting thing at the time. Um, but I had because I had a chance to start over. You know, I had the chance to reinvent myself. Nobody knew who you were. No, no. And um, and so I decided. I think at the school before, I didn't even have. There was no. I was just. I just blended in. I was just another kid in the. You know, I probably could have easily skated by school. I got decent grades and. You know, but I didn't have any. Um, there was no personality. There was no, there was nothing there. No just, social aspirations. Not really. Not really. It was just there was nothing exciting for me, and I didn't want to be anybody else. And I fit where I fit, and that was perfect. But at this school, I I don't remember how it started, but I, I cracked a joke once, and I got a really really big reaction. And I'd always hung around with my my cousin who didn't. He lives in Grand Rapids, um, but he's one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. Just always just hilarious. Couldn't do anything in entertainment because he's too shy, but he's, he's hilarious. And him and I together, we'd go back and forth just playing video games all the time. And um, so I would, I would almost I'd go spend the weekend with my cousin and go back in, into the school and use some of the jokes that we had went back and forth with. And I would, you know, I'd use some of those jokes and almost like I was testing out new material. So he's like writing for you and then you go and test out. And the no, no, no. Well, well, sort of. I mean, sort of. I mean, you're going back and forth. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't necessarily. I mean, but he, yeah. I he, would, say, he was your rhyme fest to Kanye West. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then him and I so, slowly kind of separated and I started to develop my, you know, figure out who I wanted to be. And, and this is going to sound cliche. I was one of those kids who just got bored. I got bored in school. And I didn't, it was cool at the time to not be super smart. You know, it was cool to, you know, to not pretend you're dumb, but to, to if you were smart, you weren't cool. So I, you know, got my grades and I, you know, I did what I had to do. But I didn't make, didn't let anybody know that I was smarter than I was, sure. because they would want to copy off of me, and they'd want to, I'd be put in this bracket that I didn't want to be put into, and so that turned into, well, I need to find a way to, to enhance this, this uh, weird high that I got from the, the laughter, the the attention almost, and that could be if we're going real, real deep, because you know my parents had two little kids at home, and they were both working full-time jobs and you know any attention that I actually got was was negative attention it was always negative oh. attention because other than that they were focused on two little kids and and so I, I didn't stay home a lot I went out and did you know I, I was always doing something there was always something you know if I wasn't doing something I felt like I was missing out on something did you get into sports at this point or no I did play some sports um I played when I was uh, really young, I started um, with T-ball. Like, very beginning, started went through T-ball, 
all the way up to Little League through um, high school. I played probably until my freshman year in high school. And then that, I forget, I think I, it was one of those, another one of those weird life choices where, not weird, but choices where you're, you have to decide, all right, either I'm going to do this and I'm going to focus on this, or I'm going to go this way. You know, which path do I want to choose? And I didn't, in my mind, I didn't fit the, the mold for a professional baseball player. <laughs> I wasn't wrong. You were not wrong. You have to laugh. No, no, no. I just think it's like at, as, no. as a freshman in high school, like you're already making, well, if I'm not going to make it to the Tigers, what is the point of all this? That's, and that's kind of how my mind works is like I try to look way too far in advance on things. Like I, okay, if this isn't, you know, if this isn't going to be super successful or if this isn't going to go the way I, I want it to go or how I think it's going to go and I'm just wasting my time. And I'm just wasting my time. That's, you know, a wrong way to look at things because I've, as I've gotten older, I, you know, I've tried the things that I didn't think were going to work and they've worked. And, you know, I also tried the things that, excuse me, that I thought were going to work and they failed. And um, so I... Can you give me an example of something that you've done that you didn't think was going to work that surprised you? Um, the first party in the park we did... It would have been 2009. We had a lull in, um, in DJs. We'll call that the Justin Bieber year? Yes. Ah, that Justin Bieber. Um, but that year, when, when the DJs were on, it just kind of, it wasn't, but it felt like it was just, it was just a lot of time being taken up for DJs. And that changed over the years. But at some point, I asked you or asked somebody, if, hey, can I go on stage and you know, just jump on the mic. And at the time, the club scene was big, and and um, Big Mac and I had a uh, Drew had a like a, a, a team that we've developed where we go back and forth, and we decided to take that mentality and bring it to the stage, and like a hype man type of thing, but sure. in a, a silly kind of fun way. And I went up thinking this is gonna bomb, this is gonna look stupid, and there we're gonna. What am I gonna do after saying? put your hands up four or five times <laughs> i can't yell the artist names you know i can't there's certain things i can't do you know the fifth third ballpark uh i, I don't want to say anything to upset them you know i don't sure you know and we went up there and we had fun and it worked and it went well and it i've incorporated it into anytime i, I try to dj or, or do anything like that that's the fun part to me mixing music is fun and and, and selecting songs and and, and changing people's emotions with the music that's that's a blast but getting on the mic and and almost feeling like a like a superstar for a second sure well it's that attention right it's it's exactly what it is that's 100% what it is and that's i think what drives everything that i do and it's 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 a thing <laughs> i don't know it's it's a gift and a curse sure how do you you know when 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 you're by yourself right that's that's one thing uh-huh when you know, when the when the narcissism is driving the bus and you're by yourself, that's that's one thing. But like, you have a two year old. Uh huh. What is what does that look like in your head? I guess I don't understand the question. So like, the, if the two year old, so one of the things that children tend to do, if you haven't figured this out already, <laughs> is they like to model, right? Uh huh. Um, and as your child gets older and sees that daddy works in an industry or does a thing where he gets attention and he gets excited, like. How do you, you know, how do you couch that? How do you not become Friday Night Tykes or Dance Moms? Like, how do you, you know? Um, 
because why do I know both titles of that? I don't okay. know. All right. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to check out Friday Night Tikes though. It's literally grown men uh, screaming the f word at tiny children in football in Texas somewhere. That's it's terrifying. A, it's, it's a terrible show. That's terrifying. That's a real yeah. thing. Yes. In hopes that they're gonna be like big superstars. Yes, at like age five. <laughs> um, I think mostly because it's it's different at home. It shuts off at home, and it's it might not seem like that because I post on you know social media you know as much as as possible and stuff like that. But I really just shut it off at home. In fact, I'm when family events and stuff like that. I'm the quiet one. Um, I let. And not that this is necessarily answering your question, but I let I let her be the center of attention. I want her to be like to me. That is my center of attention. To me now, you know, the reason I, I push at what I think I'm good at and, and try to get as much as I can isn't to fill that that void that I, I felt like I had. It's to it's for I feel like it's for her. It's to you know, whether it's to make money or to meet somebody or to, you know, show off what I can do so it can make some, you know, it's, it's ultimately for her. And I wouldn't want her, I'd want her to do whatever, um, whatever she wants to do. I, I don't think seeking attention like I did for as long as I did well, and I is was the way to go. I wasn't saying that she's going to go into radio, right, or be no, a no, club no. DJ. But, you know, you, you tend to see patterns form. In families, right? Mm-hmm. As you know, it's, it's and everyone has a chance to break said patterns. But it's just it's interesting to see when, if you look at, there's a, a couple other people in our ecosystem that have children. Yeah. And it's interesting to me to watch, as a father myself, that to watch how you manage that stuff when you're a you're literally a completely different person for a hundred hours out of the week, and then you have to come back home and like you said, not be the center of attention. Yeah, I am. Because that just wouldn't, that wouldn't work, right? Um, it seems like it wouldn't, but it does. Well, no, I, if you were the center of the attention at your house, that oh, would not work. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. No, and, and to me, it's like a, a fuel thing. Like, I could be in the, the worst mood, or I could be down, or I could be sick, and I've been sick at events and sick at things, and it's almost like a switch turns on, or something changes where that fuels that. But I also... It's, it's fuel. So at the end of the day, I run out of that, and I go home, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to be, you know. Sometimes I'll just sit in silence and just read or write or, or something because it's. And I think part of me is probably introverted, and I never really realized it. Like I'm really just like a, you know, chill. Like sure, let me do my own thing. Yeah. Like, but I also love and feed off of and, and am drawn to being the center of attention. Yeah, it's called it's called an ambivert, actually. What is that? It's an introverted personality that does extroverted things or vice versa. So an extrovert that likes to be introverted or oh, because when know that was you know when you when you study those things, you tend to find out that those are clearly polar opposites. That really people aren't either. They're always a combination of the two. There isn't a total extrovert or a total introvert. Oh, right. They're just somewhere in the middle, which is called an ambivert. Oh, I didn't. Wow. See, now you learned something. I did learn something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's go back to you. Um, you're coming out of high school. You're gonna go to college. Yes. So I, um, so I was the class clown in high school. I would get 
you know, every assembly we had, I would, I, they, would they would wait to hear my name be called because I would do some sort of stunt. Crazy, right? <laughs> and it was a, it, but it was never anything that would, it was always, the principal was always laughing when he called me sure. down. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so I had found, like, a way to, like, a, sweet a niche. spot, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, coming out of high school, um, and growing up in a small town, a lot of my friends went to, like, the Marines or um, had already been planning, which is a, which is what I would recommend, had already been planning what to do when they got out. I, I was, at that time, convinced. Would you recommend that? Having a plan? When well, you get out of high school? A direction. I wouldn't say necessarily sure. a plan. Because you, I, I, what I learned is you end up figuring it out while you're in college. That's pretty much what the expensive college journey is. Right. So I mean, some figure it out and then you know they get the degrees they need and you know they. I did not because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had no idea, and I tried many many jobs and I was. I went to you know when you go to graduations and and your other like your friends or, or whatever or family and they're like every the, the question is you know what are you going to do when you graduate what sure. are you going to do. Yep. I always had said that I would never, I, I didn't know what it was going to be, but I would never work a normal nine to five. And they're like, well, what is that? And I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. And um, I had a, a, right before I graduated high school, I'd gotten in trouble and I had a teacher. And I don't know today if that teacher was a brilliant motivator or a jerk. And I'm not going to say their <laughs> name, but. They, <laughs> They're like, what do you, this, is this what you want for the rest of your life? You know, cleaning tables and, and, you know, every day you're in, you know, detention or something and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I was like, oh, I think I want to do something in entertainment. You know, I think I said comedy or something like that. I want to be a comedian for a while. And, you know, he kind of laughed like a, like a snarky laugh. And then he said, there's no money in that. You're not going to make money in that. You know, and then just kind of walked away. And that stuck with me, and that's why I don't know if it was a brilliant. Because I, <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me. I'm a stubborn dude. Yes, I'm a hard, not on purpose, but I'm a, I'm a stubborn guy when it comes to certain things, and I'm motivated by the dumbest things, and that was one of them that just kind of pushed me. And I went, you know what, I am, but I didn't go for it right away. I worked jobs to, because if I go if I go back again, I moved out at like 16. I, wow, sixteen years old. I moved. I didn't get along with my stepdad. We do today, and it was one of those things. You know, where did you go? Um, basically across the street. I moved in with a friend of my parents, and I called him the guy. Um, but it was a friend of my mom's, and there was a lot of other things that I, I don't really want to get into. But that the family life growing up wasn't the greatest, and it was probably the be- for the best that I got out of there. Um, my nothing serious serious but you know probably some some psychological stuff i probably shouldn't have been around and yeah you know my parents are completely different today but then they were they they had kids young and i'm not trying to make excuses but anyways um so i my stepdad and i were kind of like two alpha males trying to get along in the same house and i eventually pulled that you're not my real dad card and um, and decided that I was going to do it on my own at six, 16, 17. And I was never really on my own. My mom was always... Right. But 
I thought I was. And so I then from there moved in with some friends. Um, and that began my, uh, what would that be, right? Go, about to go into college, my partying phase. That's when that all started. And Holy shit, it was that long? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So when did that end? What, like four years ago? Five, five years? Almost five. five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, because then I lived in a house where all the guys were a couple years older than me. And all they did was drink. You know, I wasn't old enough to drink yet, but they, you know. And that's, I mean, I thought in a small town that's all there was to do. You know, there was nothing else to do, you know. And I got in a little trouble when I was 17. And then kind of, not that I, you know, I should have been drinking still, but I kind of laid low and, you know, laid cool or whatever. And then... um started dating a girl we moved to Grand Rapids and I sold knives I like just, Cutco yes okay that's exactly what they were yeah. I sold them to my grandparents and then went this is not for me <laughs> my grandpa still gives me crap about it every, every time I come over he busts them out even if he doesn't need to cut anything like I'm gonna like like he's because they were expensive stuff and I you know I had to do the whole demonstration where you have to cut a penny yep yeah 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 but I was convinced I was convinced that that was gonna be you know I could sell stuff. I sold it to my grandparents. And then I tried to figure out a scheme where you, because you basically got paid for every, <laughs> every appointment you made. So I thought, there's six people in this room. That's six appointments. So I'd go into different rooms. <laughs> well, they tend to figure it out. Um, so that didn't last long. I got bored with it. Then I got a really good job at um, Kent County Road Commission. I was... Um, I was uh, basically the sign turner, but it was a you know it was a career where I probably could still be doing it. I would have moved up you know up the ladder, and probably had benefits and city pay and all that kind of stuff. But that was the job where I learned how to text. That was the mo- like respect to anybody who does it, but that is the most boring job in the world. You sit in, you have to wear pants in this weather <laughs> right now. It's eighty five degrees outside, eighty five degrees. And you're forced to wear pants. It's so hot. And you have to sit there and hold the sign. For what, just, 12 hours, right? Something yeah, like that? Yeah. yeah. And then they put you in a... It's never... Like, you know, you see the guys in, like, the S-curve and stuff doing that. It's never that. You're never those guys. Those are, like, the pros. Right. You're often, like, Ada somewhere, you know, where nobody drives and there's one single crack in the road. <laughs> you're just sitting there. You're like the white caps of the... Right. 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 And so, um, you prayed for rain days because rain days you didn't have to do yeah, anything. Yeah, you didn't have to do anything except for go pick up deer, which is always fun. Because guess who's the I, guy who has? I, to- for- I forgot that that was part of the job. Did you do that? No, I, I did work construction though. But I forgot that the road commission—they're the ones that scoop random flat mm-hmm. animals onto a shovel and then onto a flatbed. Yes. Yeah. Every walking uh, dead scene that you see on the side of the road. Yes. Is- <laughs> um, what else? Oh, I was a dietary aide for a while. For for what? Jenny Craig? <laughs> no, for um, uh, Metron. You you laugh as if like I, I should know eight other dietary <laughs> aid companies. I thought you were joking. I didn't, no, I, did, I, I. What? Who else would you be working for? Uh, it was Metron. So it was Metron of Belding. Um, so. Oh yes, the world famous Metron of Belting. Yeah. <laughs> they were almost the one that Oprah went with, but yes. she she went with Jenny Craig. Yeah, I guess. So Jenny Craig. So. 
Um, and that was a eye-opening job. You got to see some interesting things. What was your job? Basically, I excuse me. I assisted in getting ready the lunches and dinners and, and stuff like that for um, the old folks that lived there. The residents that lived there. No, no, I got you. I'm yeah, I'm trying to find the best way to say. It. I don't know how to. Yeah. Um, but you got. I mean, you saw people at the very end. You know what I mean? And it was something that I couldn't do for very long. You know, I I am not always the most positive, but I like to. Like to me, that was just something. That's one of those jobs I couldn't do. I could never. How did you get there? Um. Like, how did you go from the road commission to essentially? You know, it was all just people I knew. They were like, "Hey, they have an opening here." You know, they'll teach the people that right. But like, what was the purpose? Like, that seems very. Like, did you just need to pay bills? Like, I had to have a job. I I'm aware, so, but like, but, the, that just seemed like the mo- those seemed like random jumps. Oh, well, they to me, I always wanted to have a job where I felt like there was potential to move up. Like, I did the. You gas- just didn't care what it, where it was. No. just upward. Then, well, I I don't know. Even yeah, because I don't even know what I thought. What I. Like, where would I have moved up to? I don't know. The person that made the food that you put on the tray that you took to the... Per- I don't know. Right, I don't know. It wasn't, it was you know, it wasn't a, the greatest job. <laughs> um, and then I quit that to... I was going to go to... I was going to move to Florida, and I was going to become a record producer. I was going to go to Full Sail. Uh, I saw one infomercial. And decided that's what I wanted to do. God, if you if if Facebook was around back then, you would have totally moved there because they would have yeah. served you two hundred. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Two hundred full sale. Yeah. Like now I see them and they're still calling me today. Like, hey, we're wondering if you still wanted to, you know. <laughs> hey, it's thirteen years later. Right. You still in? All right. We'll get you a MacBook Pro. <laughs> we'll get just you like just like Northern Michigan University does. Right. <laughs> you want Pro Tools? We'll get you Pro Tools. Um. Then what did I do? Um. I did a lot of, um, what's it called? Factory work. So I worked at Amway and just those, those jobs where you just stand at one thing. So how many, so like, as I'm, I'm running through the time, right? Like how many jobs do you have from 16 to 21 or 22 when you show up at our doorstep? (laughs) Um, is that 30? Like how many, you're already on five. Yeah, and I didn't even list Subway or, or And McDonald's. you worked at, like, Centennial Wireless, right? Like, you're one oh, of the wireless. With, with, when I worked at the station. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did that, too. The, I just, if it didn't interest me for long enough and I couldn't, there was nothing. Like, I, up until, and I don't know if I've ever even told you this, up until the station, I had zero, zero motivation. I didn't care what I did as long as it paid the bills. You know, all I wanted to do was work through the week like everybody else was doing. And at the end of the week, meet up with everybody and party. I thought that was life. Like, that's what life was. Because up until that point, that's all it was. Because you basically worked to party. So do you think... So you get, you get to the radio station, you essentially... We're going to skip ahead a little bit, right? You are an intern, then you get hired on. Like, do you think that that culture sped up the end of your partying days? Right? Yeah. You sped up the, the, the rock bottom moment that yes. you... Re- yeah, 100%. Um, because it was encouraged. And not necessarily in the radio station, but in the clubs that are no longer around now. But sure. in every one of those clubs, the you know we had drivers for the vehicles, so I was never worried about anything like that. It was basically, 
And there were nights where I, I'm like, I don't want to go in. I really don't. I know they're paying me. I really don't want to do this. I just want to sit home. And that wasn't even, like, it was a weekend. Um, but the second I got in, somebody had shots for me. And somebody else had this. And the drunker I got, the more drunk that I got, the more they loved it, the more they would feed me more. And, you know, hitting bottom from wasn't even necessarily from because it wasn't ever on a night that <clears throat> excuse me it wasn't like I went home those nights you know what I mean I, I got home safe everything was fine and taken care of but there were nights I mean at a, at a I don't want to say a real job but at a, a different kind of job where if I had woken up at, a, at, at my job you know on the floor of a, you know somebody else's studio would have been fired sure but you know, I did mornings you know, with two guys who loved, you know, that kind of stuff. They, they fed off it. So pouring water on me in the morning was hilarious. Right. And as long as I could make it to work and have a great story, then I was doing my job. And I always, I think part of me always wondered, like, what if the stories stop? What if I run out of stories? And I think that's pro- go, kind of circling around. That's why I would never push my daughter to do it. It's a, I love what I do, but it's a scary feeling to wonder what happens if, like, it just stops. What happens if you run out of, not that, not that it would ever just stop, but I've, I've always, like, what if the ideas stop? What if the, what if people just stop liking you? What if, and not that there aren't a million other things I could do, but that's always sat in the back of but my what mind. But what would you, so what would you do? You know, you just you just read this morning or yesterday morning that um, it appears that Spotify has figured it out, right? They lost less money this year than they did last year, and then they scaled at a rate that is unprecedented. So they may have figured out how to scale streaming music, right? It's not to say it's the end of the ra- of radio because there's still a couple questions to be answered. But let's say you wake up tomorrow and it's gone. <clears throat> what do you do? Because it, because at the core, right? You you Mike Aguilar still need that fix yeah <laughs> in, you know in a in a community a, a digital community where everybody's getting that fix mm-hmm. we're all racing for the click we're all racing for the like racing for the comment racing for the share and i think the thing that a lot of people miss out on that that you have the benefit of and and many others that have a microphone have the benefit of is this this idea that you're able to feed the beast in a way that a normal person can't Right, a normal person cannot get on a fifty thousand watt radio station and say, "Follow me on Snapchat." Right, they got to do it the hard way with hand to hand combat. Right. So stops tomorrow. What do you do? <clears throat> See, I've thought about it from like a financial standpoint and all that, like the 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 boring stuff. But you, but let's rewind to when you're sixteen. We know how that ends, right? What do you mean? You're going to do twenty eight different jobs trying to like trying to figure out trying yeah. to find, figure out the next thing. And I think the, I think financially, I, you're right. I would probably jump into something just to stay. Oh, well, you've got a kid, right? right. Of course, you're going to do that, right? But if I go to like the, the attention and the psychological, and I don't know, I and nothing. I would try to to find a different way to do it, <laughs> but I don't have an. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a terrible answer. I don't know. I don't know. I, I really like, there's a lot of things I, I've i learned and, and love that 
that aren't necessarily I think they're attention seeking but not necessarily for uh, myself like I, I would like to because I think I think some people can do the center of attention forever you know and I think I, I probably could but I, I've always wondered what it'd be like to to not you know to go back to to how it was before not that I'm like this guy who can't walk into a cousin's chicken and you know without 50,000 autographs yeah because as, as a you know as a point of record I got three pieces and they only gave you two so clearly you're <laughs> right you're not balling out of control no, no. but like but you know what I mean there's always a, a not that I'm gonna go do something stupid but there's always a sense of like I can't I couldn't if I wanted to I just couldn't walk into a, a Jimmy John's and just start yelling things because no because I mean you know, we we saw what happened, right? We, we've got a, a friend, Britta, who works out in Muskegon, right? You see what happens. Yeah. Right? If you're in the limelight, guess what? A TV station's going to plaster you all over their website and go, radio personality, blah, 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 got right. busted for blah, blah, blah. Right? right? And because, I read all those comments, of too. Of course you did. Holy cow. Well, I wanted to see what they said, and, and it was... I couldn't... Fa- even from both sides. From both sides, I was like, what are you saying? Like, I get that, because I understood both sides. I get that she's a, you know, she's in the limelight. She had, there's certain things she has to do. She's also a person, you know. Sure. She makes mistakes a, a couple times, but she makes mistakes. And so I kind of I kind of felt for her on both ends, but the extremes of both ends were incredible. It was something I've never, I, maybe it's because it's personal. It's closer to closer to home, but. I've never read anything like that. It's so ignorant uh, on both ends, on both ends, absolutely. Because she's she messed up, you know. She I'm not saying people mess up is all I'm saying. Sure, but like you know, where does where does that end, right? Where does her where does what she you know where where does the punishment fit the crime? Or does she need to be dra- I mean, Cersei style? Does she need to be dragged through the street naked? <laughs> you know, where somebody's screaming shame at her? Is that how we decide that that's We've evened out the score, right? Is that what that is? I'm now picturing that in my head. You know, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. There's there's a lot of people, not just in the business that I've seen, go through it, that haven't had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. This is the first one that I've really seen, and I know it's happened even in the building before that's been in the the news and stuff uh, before my time. But I've never seen anything like it since I've been there. And it's just, it's a whole different, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, and not that she should be treated any different than anyone else that did it, but she is. But she is, yeah. right? Because if, if your next door neighbor does it, she's not on ZZM's webpage. Mm. She's not on Wood TV 8's webpage. She's not on Fox 17's webpage. Mm. She's on Access Kent. you got to know her last name to figure out. You know what I mean? Right, right. right. But I guess... I love, like I was saying, I love a lot of different elements of what I do. And to answer your question, what I would do is I would, I would not be, a f- I, I would, immediately I would, I would hate it because I, I do love what I do and I love being the entertainer and, and I would find different ways to channel that energy. Someday would I like to channel it from behind the scenes? Sure. Sure. I don't, I don't think, I think everybody's got a time and then... You know, they either continue and some make it and, and some don't, or they find different ways to, to channel that, that energy. And I, I, I've 
been focusing on on both ends because I, I think I'm going to eventually hit one of those paths where I'm going to have to choose. Uh, you know, am I going to go down and continue to try to be the center of attention and be the the brand, or am I going to? You mean sixty year old Elvis Duran selling you on JLo records? Is that what you mean? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, that, I mean that's yeah, right. I'll take that one. Don't worry about it. You don't have you don't have to respond. I got that one. <laughs> um. So I I never really thought about the how it would feel to not be that anymore. I never really thought about that. I don't know why. I mean, I've thought about not having a job before. Sure. But I've never thought about the other end of that. That's weird. <laughs> I feel like that's a breakthrough. But I, I, for me, the the limelight stuff, it, it's not the same as Brita or anything like that at all. But in the back of my head, that is that accountability. I feel, along with having good friends and you know good people in my life, that I need. You know, I I don't I don't ever I don't miss I don't miss a lot of what, who I was. I don't miss it at all. <laughs> in fact, I, w- I would like to apologize possibly. <laughs> If I could, I know I've done it a million times. Yeah, you don't need to apologize here. Um, but, I mean, I was an ass. And, and it was funny because I thought that's what people wanted. And it's what they wanted. They wanted me to be an ass. So when I got drunk and I was an ass, it was funny. And so it just fueled everything. Sure. And, but then I took it too far. I always took it too far. That was just how I did it. And, oh, I was just drunk. You know, sorry. And... When you take all that away and you really, really look at me, the amount of times that I stood on a ledge. Remember Six? The, yeah. The DJ booth on Six? Sure. I have um, dreams where I'm standing on that, because I remember it, where I was standing on the edge of the DJ booth, and I'm looking down at everybody, and people are screaming, and we're all having fun or whatever, but I got a drink in one hand and the mic in the other, and I'm doing what I do on stage, run back and forth on this little tiny DJ booth and I'm drunk. I mean, I am there's no, I should have fallen many 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 times. And I didn't, but I still have dreams where I do where I where I fall. And it's it's one of those um well, that's, an, that's an interesting metaphor, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's an inception type dream too cuz I always wake up when it happens. Like I'm always like, "Boop." <laughs> so are we here or are we in your Inception dream. Don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. If people want to talk to you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, you can reach me on Snapchat at the Mike at Night. The, everything's the Mike at Night. Uh, I try to make it as simple as possible. Found out there is another Mike at Night. Well, I figured there would be. There are many mics that travel at night. What? There's well, only this one. This guy who does a show on radio. Oh, how dare, how dare he? We are gonna throw down a fisticuffs. <laughs> but he is Mike, and I don't know how he's if he's using it in other ways. But he has Mike and then the at symbol Night. Like, that's what I wanted, but you can't use it in any social media. Right. So I don't know. I hope he flops. I don't really. I don't really. That's bad karma. <laughs> I don't. Mike Turner from Philly or wherever you're from. I don't All right. It. So the Mike at night on, <laughs> yeah. all the, on all the social channels. Mike Aguilar, enjoy your chicken. Love you. <laughs>